going to start again. There we go. Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host Adrian here with a man who had his right leg amputated twice. I'm remote. Yeah, you are. Today, we continue with a series titled Outstanding with an episode titled Not For Sale. That's right. Oh my God, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> Our scripture today comes from... First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. Do not be deceived. That company ruins good morals. Mm. Delicious. Delicious indeed. So let's get this podcast on the road. So this episode is inspired by a man named Tim Ballard. Let me tell you a little bit about this man, Tim Ballard. He started working for the Department of Homeland Security back in the day. And... I don't remember what year exactly, sometime within the last decade or so, let's just put it there. And, and what happened is uh, they put him in charge of this, of, of a department within Homeland Security to, so that they could focus only on human trafficking. And then he started noticing something that his job could not be done to the fullness of, of its potential. And I'm going to just kind of narrow it down really quick for the sake of me not hogging the mic, because as we all know, I am the best at hogging the mic. Um, yeah, so what would happen is he would be tasked with, with a mission, right? And he would go to, let's say, Haiti, and he'd find 15 kids, but he couldn't do anything for the kids because there was no kid coming to the U.S., and there was no way to prove that the person going and doing dirty stuff with children overseas was having the intent of doing dirty stuff with the kids here in the States. So even though he had the guy, he had the people who were facilitating this and he had access to those kids, he couldn't do anything because of his jurisdiction, because of politics, if you may. And so this man left the comfort of a government job, pension, whatever. You know, it probably makes my teacher uh, benefits look like a joke. And he left all that so that he could start a nonprofit organization called, I believe, Underground Railroad. We're going to put a lot of, uh, a lot of resources for you, you to check out in the, uh, the podcast notes. So look them up. Um, and so he started rescuing children from uh, people that would traffic them ever since then. And he's adopted a couple of kids and he's continuously working to free the children. And that's, that's the beginning of this. You know, we're talking about outstanding. We're talking about surrounding yourself with good people, people that are going to uplift and make you grow in those morals. Tim Ballard is a man of God. He is uh, he's someone who, believes in God and is trying his utmost to, to do what God is asking him to do. 
I like the 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 scripture that I I I've heard Dave Ramsey talk about, and of course he does a the he implements it into his money topic. Yeah. But I, I the more I heard it, the more I realized that it it applies to everything in our lives. Mm-hmm. It comes from Hebrews chapter twelve verse eleven. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Another one. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. I, I, I don't talk about work too much. But I do want to share this story. We deal with different types of crimes there. And uh, there's one of the worst crimes to me is uh, like the California Penal Code says, sex crimes against children, Penal Code 288. And sometimes I have to go to the, the reception center, which is another building. And I go through this long hallway to go get him. And when I see 288 on it, I, uh, yeah, it, it just, I remember when I first started doing this, I was, uh, all kinds of, uh, unchristian thoughts came to mind, but I have to remember, I have to remain professional and my personal beliefs go out the window because I have a job to do. And it's so hard to treat these people with respect. Now, to be fair, um, there's a a certain amount of them that, you know, they come from another country and dating somebody that's 17 when you're like 27 is not uncommon. Um, And then they come here and then that's, you know, it becomes a crime and then later on they get released. Um, but then there's a real, the really nasty, nasty, uh, horrible, evil, um, acts that do occur that some of these people do. And I still talk to them. I still treat them with respect. Obviously I don't talk about why they're there. Yeah. But I, I get I get him out of the their their holding tank, and then I was like, all right, let's go. And they ask me something, and then I answer them with a lot of respect. And that started getting easier to deal with the more I did it. I know I've made positive contact with them, but not right then and there, because I'm nosy. Like whenever I'm I'm dealing with an inmate, I ask them for their booking number. Why? Because I want to know what, they, what they're in there for. Because mm-hmm. I see the way they act. I see the way they look. And I see the way they look at me. So I couple all, like, all those behaviors with just with everything. And then I want to see what they did. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're, you know, 288s. They're specials. It, it, it's hard, man. Uh, like the scripture says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time. And it was it was just sickening at first, and now I'm I'm used to it, and I 
it helped me understand my job. My job is not to be the punisher. My -hmm. job is not to be Judge Dredd. My job is just get him, house him, answer questions. That's it. I don't punish them. I don't judge them. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but it's going to, it's going to make you, it's going to turn you into the man that, that you are meant to be. It, it, it's crazy because I, I was thinking about the, the not for sale and just how some, I know these people, um, the ones that I deal with, at least they, sometimes they, they, they go by and, and they go by children. And it, it's crazy. It, it's just sickening. Yeah. Sickening. But you learn how to, how to be Christ-like in some of the most uncomfortable situations. Dang. Yeah, no, I knew this episode was going to be difficult, but I can't tell you how necessary it is for men to hear this, and especially if you have children. You need to perk up your ears right now and listen to some uncomfortable stuff that, I mean, we, we, try, to, we try to deliver it in a less unsavory way, but, but I mean, there's nothing pleasant about the subject at hand. You know, going back to, uh, to last week's episode, you know, a, a child, six years old, just being able to take on that, that brutal mangling from a dog and how, how many children have to take on different type of abuse, you know? And, and I don't know, I don't, I don't like sharing this often, but I remember a few years ago, and this is not related to human trafficking, but it's related to the suffering of children. And, and that's one thing that breaks me all the time. You know, that's, that's one of the things that, that if I were in a certain position, I know I would not be able to be a virtuous man about it. Um, and I remember one person uh, posted something on Facebook. It was a person that I, that I really respect. Um, and it was a picture of children that were massacred in the Middle East for being Christians. They were in a Christian orphanage and they were asked to, probably asked to renounce God just like they do all the time um, in those areas of the world. I mean, Catholic Connect has this, uh, has this resource, or they all, they're always talking about it, um, March for the Martyrs, where you can learn a little bit more about the plight of Christians outside of the U.S., and yeah, it's about an organization. Sorry about that one girl that wears a lot of makeup. What's her name? Um, uh, Gia. Gia, yeah. There yeah, you go. genuinely Gia. I can't remember. I think it's Chacon. You know what's messed up? I've seen her profile and, and she's, you know, she's awesome. I just yeah. don't want to follow her because she wears a lot of makeup. <laughs> that's funny. You're not the only person that says that, by the way. Uh, yeah, we, may, no, we, may, we may edit some of, the, some of this yeah. out, but you know what? Like, yeah. I, we're, not, we're not trying to like rag no, on a, anyone. It's just like no, an observation. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And that because that's exactly what it is. It's just an observation. I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. come on. You know what? It distracts me from the message. How about that? So I need to work on myself. Me too. Me too. Because I was talking yeah. about that with my wife, and then she was like defending her, and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I'm the jerk. Um, but yeah. that's funny that you say that because like, I I felt the same way. Either yeah. way, March for the Martyrs. Like their work, her work is really good. You know, yeah. her messages is gospel driven, and so like it's <laughs> dude, like by all means, like keep doing that. Um, sorry, Gia. Sorry. We'll <laughs> like be better. Like she cares. Yeah, she doesn't do a crud. <laughs> unfazed, unfazed by us and our two followers. 
<laughs> but but no, for real though, like they they have some like really good resources. Check it out. Like it's it's really important for us to know about this because otherwise, you know, if we don't know about it, how are we gonna raise awareness? How are we gonna move someone to do something about it? Which is the whole mission of this episode, you know. And like I was saying, I saw this this picture of, of Middle Eastern children who were just massacred at a Christian orphanage who probably had the determination to say, we cannot renounce Christ, not one of them. And they all got slaughtered by some savages that have no concept of decency. And, and when I saw that picture, it just, I'm so glad I saw it during, I mean, I shouldn't be looking at social media at work, but it was my, my prep class, you know, when I have nothing to do. Well, I always have something to do, but I chose to look at social media and and I saw that image and it just destroyed me. Like I, I, I couldn't do anything else but just dwell on that and mourn the, the deaths of these children of God. And, and as I was weeping, and I don't weep often, but, but, I, but I did, you know, and, and I just couldn't help but say my babies. As if they were mine, you know, like what, what do I know? I just felt the ache of the father's heart and it destroyed me. He gave me a little gift of suffering and of mourning for those children who could have been my own kids. And that day, you know, I don't know how the heck I made it through work, but, but I took off and I went and saw you. I don't know if I, I don't think I've ever shared this in the podcast, right? No, I think so. But like, I just needed a hug from my brother because like at that point I was like, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to make it through the day. And I showed you the picture and I was like, sharing how how this stuff like i can't handle this you know i really can't handle that stuff like i would be one of those if i were one of those people like one of the people that's working with tim ballard rescuing these children those people would not be going to jail they'd be going directly to meet their maker and try to justify why the heck they would do something like that you know and so when when you do something like Tim Ballard does, when you do something like what Ramon does and offer the service because that's your job, I can tell you, honestly speaking, like I'm not trying to be macho or, or super dad or whatever. Like I would not be able to do that. Like an accident would happen on the way to their cell. And, and I'm not saying this with pride, like not at all. Like if anything, I'd, there's a little bit of shame in there. But I'm one of those people that, that kind of gets a kick out of those uh, TV shows when there is one person that just breaks the law, but brings me a sense of justice, not righteous justice, but vengeance, I should say. Mm-hmm. Vengeance. But this is one of those things where, where the scripture, and I can't remember, don't ask me to quote scripture by chapter and verse, it's, it's not Catholic, <laughs> um, that vengeance belongs to God. Yeah. That's doesn't exactly. belong to me. Yeah. Um, uh, now I'm going to really interrupt you because... Uh, Go for like it. God knows like I, I do it to you. It's, got, uh, it's gotten a lot more manageable to, to deal with these people. And I always remember that passage, whether it's a murderer or uh, a child molester. The Lord says that vengeance belongs to me. Leave room for the wrath because vengeance belongs to me. Vengeance is mine. Something like that. Don't ask me. I'm yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a lazy Catholic. By the way, remember, chapter and verse was not always there. The Bible did, was not divided by chapter and verses until like a long time after. 
Not that it makes a difference because we wouldn't be able to tell you anything anyway. Just we know the stories. That's about good enough for us. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what's helped me uh, stay focused. Um, I, I, I don't want to share my personal feelings because they, they don't matter. But it's it is what it is. I, I just I remember professional and you have to remember that they too are children of God. They too um, are recipients, if they want to be, of God's mercy. They too, if they say, I am sorry, and they truly are sorry for their horrible transgressions, will give them mercy. Them too. And it's all about not looking at them, but us. That's my brother that made up horrible, committed a horrible travesty. Yeah, so that's when we need. Him, that, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so like who am I to throw him into the furnace and burn him alive? I, I do what I can with what I have. Do I want to do terrible things to them? Yeah, absolutely. But I don't because that's not my job. I'm not their maker. I'm not their destroyer. I'm not the judge. I'm just another one of God's children, just like they are. And they deserve mercy. They deserve it because God already paid for it. All they got to do is ask for it. So instead of cultivating that hatred and that, all that, that poisons our soul, it still breaks my heart to know that a lot of these guys did some horrible stuff to little kids. And it's hard too, man. I get it. Like it trust me, like I, I battle with this stuff still. Because um, sometimes I make the mistake to see, like, to look at the case and it's like, what the, dude, wow, okay, but praying for them and praying for me too. Yeah, it's big, man. That's why, that's, maybe I should, not maybe, I need to be more direct about when I ask you something like, how's work? Because what I really mean when I say how's work is, how's your heart? Because I think about the stuff that you have to see, the stuff that you hear, the stuff that you you deal with on a daily basis. And yeah, it gets easier when you're doing this every day. And especially if you've been growing in prayer, you know, like it helps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the reason why I've amped up the prayers for you. It's because I know what you're, I know what you're going through. That's stupid to say, you know, like I don't, but I imagine what you're seeing. And I imagine myself not being able to do the best job in the world, you know? And so I pray that, God gives you and every single person that some people want to defund the courage, the strength, and the benevolence to deal with the stuff that you're dealing with. You know, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to open up a can of worms and start talking about defund the police. That stupid thing. Um, but, but I do want to make sure that, that I, I kind of blow up this, this guy, Tim Ballard, you know, like all over, all over the place. Huh? I want people to, who have Amazon Prime to check out the documentary Operation. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this because it's French. Uh, Toussaint. Yeah. And, uh, and the, man, I don't even know the, I don't even remember the name of the movie that's supposed to be coming out at some point. I, I've heard about it for years already. Um, but that film where Jim Caviezel, the guy that played Jesus in the Passion of the Christ, um, he placed Tim Ballard in the movie. And, and when he said this, when he said this, uh, just in the preview, right? it just, it broke me, you know, and I'm like, I need to know who this guy is. Um, when someone asked him, like, why do you do this? Because like I said, this is a man that left his, his government job 
pension, benefits. Dude, you have a government job in law enforcement, you're set. You're set, you know, when you work at a federal level. And he left all that so that he could help children. And someone asked him, why do you do all this? He said, because God's children are not for sale. Like I said, this is stuff that breaks me, you know, this is stuff that, that leaves me wanting to be a less than perfect Christian. But, but I'm glad there's better people or people that are better equipped to handle these types of situations who can keep a straight face and maybe even smile to the person who's trying to sell them the child for the sake of making a difference in the lives of these children who, who are being sold, who are being kidnapped, who are being taken from their families or maybe even taken from having no parents. We need to, we need to keep good company. We need to be reminded that there's suffering in the world and that God has placed us here to enrich the lives of those who would otherwise be in poverty. So whether you're that janitor that helped me tie my tie when I didn't know how to do it, whether you're a kid that's throwing himself in front of a dog, whatever that dog may be in your life, whether you have found your life and purpose in this world, whatever it is, you know, just know, be reminded that you're not alone, that you have a couple of guys knuckle-dragging dudes in Los Angeles praying for you every single day, man. And I don't know how to wrap this up, so. On the indicated date and time, lots of positive contact was made in a rough and brutal environment. Leading with love complements the toughness necessary to do the job. Stay safe and God bless. And I'm not just talking about my job. I'm talking about leading with love and having that love complement our toughness the toughness that's necessary to to be a, a true warrior for god so stay safe and god bless pray for us and we'll pray for you Ferro. Ferro. Hey, quiet down over there. Hey, stop being happy. <laughs> yeah, stop your happiness over there. <laughs>